1: Welcome to the help desk for Wednesday, the 10th of March. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And Tess, uh, we've got some interesting stories to get to. First up, uh, a, an alternative to Google uh, that Forbes has covered. So, Forbes has a very good profile on Trida Ramaswamy, a former Googler who is now CEO of a search engine startup called Neva. Neva users will pay between five and ten bucks a month to get search results from the company without ads. Ironically, Ramazwami used to be the head of Google's ad division. The company only has 45 employees at the moment, so and of that, a dozen of them are ex-Googlers. So it's still a very long way from being a competitor to Google, but worth keeping an eye on. Uh, this is a really great profile on uh, Ramazwami if you do want to read up on the man.
0: Mm, I think the, the line that stood out to me was, it's a bit like the world's most successful butcher opening a vegan restaurant.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of great colour in there. And moving on, uh, the e-safety bill is very slowly moving its way through Parliament, and Commissioner Julie Inman-Grant has made it clear that she won't be going after nudity or sexual content on sites designed for sex workers. So this is uh, important news, because the sex industry were worried that they would become swept up in these new e-safety laws, but... Inman Grant has said that there will be exceptions for sex workers and and services for them. In the US, when a similar law made advertising sexual services illegal, many sex workers complained that the industry had become far more dangerous because of it. So, I kind of just like that the fact that they are even to acknowledge this conversation, like I think it could be very easily uh, a, a very easy no comment for someone to make, but the fact that they're acknowledging this says to me that they're they're looking at a whole bunch of issues that might come up.
0: Yeah, but there has been a lot of issues that have come up this this bill and the process of getting it into law has attracted quite a lot of criticism from um from the technology industry including complaints that the laws are just too broad and that they're, they're being rushed. The industry consultation hasn't hasn't been taken on board.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I would feel a lot more comfortable. I, I'm, I feel comfortable in June, uh, Julie Inman Grant. It sounds like she knows what she's talking about, but but she's yeah. not going to
0: be the eSafety Commissioner for the next thirty, fifty years.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would prefer if they were actually having proper hearings and and bringing in uh, people who who may have objections to hear their objections out loud. But uh, that's not the the world we live in.
0: And there's news today that another streaming service is coming to Australia. Paramount Plus will launch here later this year. It's owned by US media conglomerate ViacomCBS. And the streaming service launched in the US and parts of Latin America last week. You may be hearing ads for it on your international podcasts. But it, it's not totally new. Paramount Plus sort of replaces or supersedes CBS All Access, which currently operates as 10 All Access here in Australia, because remember CBS bought Channel 10 a few years back when and it was in a lot of trouble and supposedly went for super cheap, where it was a good deal for the Americans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this service will include all that content that's already there, uh, shows from MTV, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, VH1, as well as some new original series that they are promising to make and bring to Australia. So good news if you're already, uh, what's it called, CBS All Access, 10 All Access subscriber because you'll get more stuff. I don't know, do you think it's got much appeal for Australians to add another streaming service or swap, substitute an existing streaming service for this one?
1: I'm not too sure. Yeah, I, I've kind of gotten to the point now with uh, subscriptions where I've got a kind of one in one out policy. If I add a new one, I have to get rid of one, mm-hmm. and so I, I don't know what I would get rid of to to introduce Paramount Plus. It, it it is. I mean, at least it knows where it sits. Like it's it's gone for that level two uh, tier two. Uh, streaming service pricing structure where it's it 's five bucks with ads or ten bucks without, so it kind of knows that its library isn 't anywhere near as good as a Netflix or a Disney that can just charge you and give you no ads, so that 's interesting where it 's going to place itself but
0: yeah i don 't know how I feel about ads on something i even pay five dollars for.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and, and they tend to be, I don't know if you've ever watched like Hulu, but you tend to get like the same ad three times throughout the mm-hmm. half hour and it drives you mad.
0: Like if anything on SBS on demand.
1: Yeah. I guess the, the, the big impact here for most people will be what services you currently subscribe to are about to lose a bunch of content that you might really like. Cause that's, that's what tends to happen when uh, a new player enters the market.
0: Yeah, I think Dan would be losing Yellowstone. That's uh one of one of the stories that or one of the show titles that I saw in my research for this story as well.
1: Don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> it's cause you don't have Stan anymore.
1: I know. <laughs> one in, one out. <laughs> And finally, here's a bit of a um, a short version of uh, What the Fuck Wednesday it all is about Discord. So uh, you may have heard of Discord. It seems to have been bubbling up uh, into prominence recently. I was thinking earlier, it's, it's a bit unfair to Discord that Clubhouse is getting all the headlines when it was an audio platform for sharing. But anyway, you... You may have heard the name. You may not have ever used Discord. Discord is a service that is very similar to Slack uh, in, it, in the way it looks, but it behaves very, very differently. Instead of having private rooms for enterprise, uh, Discord has gone kind of the other way where it's like anyone can start a server Uh, They call their room servers. Anyone can start a server and invite anyone along to it, or they can actually create their own paid server, and and there are cool ways to kind of like get your community to pay to join your server, things like that. So it's a really interesting model where it's gone completely against ads, uh, which is rare for social media, and, and gone straight for the subscription model. And one of the reasons that it keeps getting mentioned in the news these days is it's most of it's communities don't seem to be toxic. So people keep looking at it going, what's Discord doing that none of the others can do? Because yeah, it seems to have nice communities on it. So there's my quick rundown of what Discord is. Are you on any Discords, Tess?
0: No, I'm not. I um I I remember you know uh, when Slack was bought by Salesforce, Discord was floated as a an um, you know alternative chat channel for people to move to if Salesforce start took away that free tier of Slack. Mm-hmm. But no, not a user.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit kludgier or a, a bit over engineered. Uh, if you just want to use it as a Slack or a chat service, it is. It really was designed first and foremost as a gaming. Uh, platform for people to... It, it did audio very, very well and very low latency so that if you and your friends were all playing a video game together, but the built-in chat client of the video game sucked, then you just create a Discord and, and chat amongst yourselves that way. And, and that's kind of where it became popular. And it's it's now moved out of gaming into into a lot of different communities. So uh, yeah, I've I've been... I've never stuck around on a Discord server that I've been a member of, but I've noticed them being used more and more in say uh, communities around podcasts or a conference I went to a little while ago had all of the main talking tracks in in various discords. And and so, yeah, I'm I'm starting to see really creative uses for it, but yes, it still hasn't managed to to kind of hold me into any one of its communities yet.
0: Yeah, it still seems wild to me that people pay for like special perks, like a special emoji uh, Mm -hmm. or like enhanced video resolution
1: yes it is a bizarre little thing i've never bought a hat um in a video game just because you're supposed to buy a hat Um, but i but i know it's a big thing anyway and discord as you say uh brings up a lot of that kind of stuff it still is very much uh, gaming is in its dna so there is a lot of those those kind of funny little weird perks that you can get on various servers but that's all we have time for today thank you tess bennett thanks peter and we will speak to you tomorrow bye